technique, 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 technique. First I do this, spin around, stop, double take three times, and here we go, pelvic thrust. Woohoo! Woohoo! Oh, ah, on your right foot, don't forget it. And bring it around, out, and a little of this, a little of that, a little of this, this, that, 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 that. Fuck is you talking about? Yo, yo, Aiden, do the thing. What's good, Creamers? What's good, Creamers? Welcome back to episode 139 of the Half and Half podcast. It's like a little week off, but stuff happened, schedules got tight, but we're back. And as always, it is I, Vasant Ramdas, joined by my, hmm, need a good word, I need to consult my mental thesaurus here, hmm. I don't know, Aiden, what, do you, what word do you want to describe yourself? Do you have one? Do you have a vibe um, for how you're feeling today? How am I feeling today? Um, let's go with um, bodacious. Bodacious <laughs> co-host, Aiden Mangan. Yeah. And I, if I guess I asked how you're doing, you um, bodacious. Bodacious, in fact, yes. Gracious. Um, I just had like a math moment real quick. Is, is 139 a prime number? I'm pretty not a prime number. Um, I'm it's not even, so two doesn't work. Uh, it doesn't add. It what prime. does it add up? To wow, 13? I can't believe I, yeah. I can't believe I got that. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Is the thirty-fourth prime number? Well, welcome to the thirty-fourth okay. prime so, number episode of the Half Naf Podcast. Yeah. All my prime heads. <laughs> choice. Uh, I mean, I guess we're my prime heads. <laughs> yeah, we're. The, oh yeah, that that Logan Paul cape. Have you have you tasted that yet? I've never it. had it. I think Danny, friend of the show and friend in real life, I think yeah. he's tried it, and I think he said it was fine. I need to maybe I'll circle back with him. Oh, I've, should 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 we drink it on the podcast for clout? For clout, <laughs> become a prime like, just like a take. I'm sure prime. Well, not awesome. even that. Just like just, just like a, a section where we try it or something. Be like, this is the drink I that guess. everybody's talking about in our good mythical morning bag. We just try it. Um, <laughs> Yeah. I guess we could. That would be a fun show. Like just trying, like, cost. It, it wouldn't cost that much, maybe. But like seeing like oh. what YouTubers have like publicly, like stuff that you can buy like in stores. Right? Because a lot of YouTubers sell stuff yeah. to, like, buy off their website. But maybe like, yeah, I'm sure some YouTuber, uh, Mr. Beast, has a uh, something. Right? Wasn't he like telling people to arrange the displays? Oh, the his stores? chocolate bar or whatever. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. What was that? To, what was that product? I think it's chocolate bar. I think it is. Did you, did you see that though, where he was like telling people? Yeah, for free hey guys, to go if you see, yeah. If you see the range is messed, the range is messed up. Please like fix them. Which I like that some people would go and just like re, like re, dearrange them on purpose because of that and mess them up. Um, that's that good protest. Funny. I saw people going up and fucking them up on purpose. Yeah, that's good protest. I mean, it was funny, but also like I felt bad for like the minimum wage person who has to go fix it. No, of course, of course. It's like which you know. He also said in that tweet, he was looking into hiring someone to do that specifically. Wouldn't the stores just do it anyway? I mean, like yes, but also, or is he hiring someone to specifically monitor his displays? That's exactly what he's saying. Like that's ridiculous. (laughs) I I agree. Like I'm saying, like a store's biggest Walmart, like they've got like employees like wandering at all times, but they're not going to like go to like 
be like, okay, let me zero in on the Mr. Beast. Well, they go where they're needed or they're just told yeah. to like supervise the section of the store, probably. Yeah, that, that might be an interesting episode if we were to tier, like it could be a tier list too for these like YouTuber products or something. And we like, we can do like mm-hmm. a live tasting type thing. Look at us ideating in real time. Yeah. That'd be fun. Free game. We, we would probably have to do that episode in person, I think though. Just we would. So, so our resources up. are together. Yeah, we'd have to set that up. We'll figure that out. But hey, yeah. there you go, creamers. It's an idea that's floated out there. Maybe it'll happen. Maybe it won't. I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm gonna make. I it thought happen. for a second you were gonna say, "Yeah, we should totally go to like Walmart and like disgrace." <laughs> we should like like not even not destroy the Mister Mister Beast display. Maybe we go the opposite way and we buy like 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 security costumes and we just like monitor. We just stand there. We dress up as like the um Detroit like survival guy. Just like stand there right next oh, to yeah, Mr. V's self defense guy. Yeah. <laughs> and then we just tweet, we've been here for four hours and nobody has come to fight. Exactly. Um, part of we, we, we've we've like, increased we've increased that candy survivability. That's basically what we've done. Candy survivability up. Yeah. But um yeah, what's the lift on my candy survivability? Hey, your candy is ten times more likely to survive with us guarded. <laughs> but what if, because I saw someone, I don't know if it was real, but I did see, like, there was, like, an Indeed-style, like, job description going around for, like, Mr. Beast, like, you know, product manager. Display, I, product I can't. Manager. I can't imagine that's real. But that's even if it was real, I wonder if in the description it was, like, go fuck up the products next to it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, throw the Hershey Make mine look better. Ground. Exactly. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, make mine look guy. better. What what are your thoughts on Mr. Beast? What do you think? We've never so I don't know if it's just because of timing or because we would literally just rather talk about anything else. Because I'll be honest, I find Mr. Beast very whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. But kind of same thing, we've right? never really talked about him on the show, right? I don't think. Um, nothing I can think of. Um, yeah, not that I remember. I think we've had Maybe conversations we've, like, made like, jokes about him in past. Yeah, we made jokes or like amongst ourselves. I think when. And we'll talk about it later in the show, a little preview. But when we went on our little day trip, I think we like talked about him on the drive on the drive there or back, like briefly. Yeah. But I don't yeah. think it's been brought up on the show. Which by I the mean, way, a, our, our yeah. trip to Lancaster, we did miss out on doing like mobile episodes of the cast. We could have done that for of the cast. What the hell? Of the, the podcast. Wow, that's how you know you're pod or the podcast. What am I eating podcast? Podcast. Instead of pod or podcast, why cast? That's oh, that's disgusting. Um, the cast is crazy. I don't know yeah, why it's saying say the cast. Um, so it like a for, Pornhub original. Yeah, dude. <laughs> um, we we absolutely could have got a road episode in, and that would have been interesting. But we we got time to do another one of those. We should have gone back to my roots. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say because the car cast was uh, that's what you called it, right? Great name. Podcast, yeah. I'm sure. Also, that was your that first podcast. To exist, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Let me. I'm. I'm just gonna go on YouTube right now. And look. That has podcast. to exist, right? I mean, like you could argue, like the what, what's Jerry Seinfeld's thing? I don't know if he still does it. The whole coffee comedians oh, uh, and cars. Comedians and cars getting coffee. But doesn't that kind of fit that? I mean, they're short. They're like twenty to thirty minutes. But like, yeah, if even that. But like, that's kind of what that is, right? I mean, like car conversation car- recordings. Car cast with Adam Carolla. Adam Carolla. Okay. Well, if your last name is actually Carolla, then you got to run with that. Yeah. I think he's a celebrity. I forget why. And then there's yeah, a, but the, 
then there's a channel with 10 subscribers called the car cast with no videos when was it created i let me see the about uh september 2021 so it's not you okay i was gonna say maybe it's like the the channel that we never used or whatever for that project yeah but how many episodes uh, did you guys do with that i'm curious a couple i mean i think yeah. Also, that format, I mean, like I said, the Jerry Seinfeld show, and I think Leno had, a, like, a car-based thing, too. Mm-hmm. But Leno does love cars, which is why it's really wild that they tried to kill him in his garage when they lit <laughs> on fire. Jesus <laughs> Christ! <laughs> that, was, that was pretty nuts. That was, like, that was like a story that, like, last year kind of just happened, and people, like, were like, okay. Yeah, because, like, <laughs> Leno's so far out of most people's yeah. public. A lot of people... I mean, uh, I didn't watch him growing up. I've seen bits from him here and there. And I just felt like he, I guess he probably coasted on being charismatic to people. I don't think he's particularly funny. Yeah. Where are my, where are my fellow Leno heads at? You know? Um, he also has a very interesting chin. He does. Have, he has a very weird chin. That's very true. Um, it's a, it's a dolly, very, very oddly AI kind of chin going on. Yeah. I would argue very odd shaped like head and face in general. Um, this feels mean, but he's also absurdly rich. I'm sure he's fine. Yeah, I, I mean, he's never this. Like, it's a, he knows this. If, he's a, he it, knows this. If, if, if he does that, that's gonna be kind of funny. Um, yeah, I mean, like we. Well, like he's disillusioned like, about how you know the fact that people think he has an interesting face. Yeah, he's like an interesting. Is putting it all, nicely, I guess. All the money in the world, all the money in the world, but I can never fix my messed up face. You know, something like that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I feel like it's getting darker um, now. It's like a dark know, comedy yeah. or something. Actually, yeah. if Leno wanted to embrace the bit and, like, do, like, an HBO, like, very kind of, like, dark comedy sort of deal about a man, mm-hmm. like, but it's just, a, like, a self-aware dig at the fact that he's got, like, the weird chin or whatever and he can't fix it. Yeah. And that'd be yeah. fun. That could be pretty good. But he doesn't do anything. I don't even know what we were like talking about. Yeah, you asked me how I felt about Mr. Beast, and now we're talking. Oh about yeah, him. how do you feel about Mr. Beast? <laughs> about cast and Real on like, the yeah. ball, yeah. Um, yeah, Mr. Beast is interesting. So like, I like, and I'm not like ahead of the game or anything on this. I legitimately only knew of him at first because it would be in my YouTube recommended. He did those like videos where it was like counting to like ten thousand or whatever. Yeah, yeah. thousand. And, like, they'd pop up in my recommended, and he'd do, like, live streams of him doing this really mundane stuff, right? So yeah. that's all I thought he did. And then, like, I saw he got, like, he was, you know, very as successful as he is now. And I was just like, oh, is that the, is that the, is that the guy, is that the counting guy? Like, what is this? And so I, I'm not, like, as well-versed on, like, the way he went about getting his wealth. Yeah. Where it's, like, some mix of, like, those videos popped off and then investing and, like, growing and growing the brand. But it's interesting, right? Because I think people the people should understand. I think what's interesting, like I tweeted about how like people when he did the eye eye surgery thing, mm-hmm. it's just so interesting. Like once again, it, I, and it's it's it just rings true to me so often that like it, it just it's it's ridiculous how often I see the sort of like inability to realize that both sides can coexist at the same time. The kind of two things can be true at the same time. Because yeah. a lot of people were like not happy with the fact that like a guy, like a rich YouTuber, has to like you know do this sort of has to provide the healthcare that like you know should be accessible, but it isn't, mm-hmm. right? And there's sure. something yeah. almost like weird or dystopian 
about like you have to be lucky to be selected by a content creator who's going to use <laughs> you in a video that makes money for them whatever right like it feels yeah there's like that sort of charity exploitation nature whatever that people will talk about as well and then those are very valid points i do think it's fucking ridiculous that like you have a better it's honestly like more feasible for people with these conditions to hope to god that like a youtuber picks them to be in a feel-good video that's more realistic than like being able to get the procedure by like being able to pay for it themselves or the procedure becoming affordable yeah so i think that's true i also think what he did it's a good thing like i mean those people who now can see better or like i don't know like, i haven't seen the videos i don't know like to the extent yeah i mean like if, if... again but like the act itself is nice like it is good for those people so like i'm not gonna act like it isn't and pretend that there yeah, wasn't I something mean, like that I... good done to the average person in that video I mean, I do have a feeling if, like, I was, like, missing a sense, like, they could easily, like, like it could easily be given back, quote-unquote, easily be given back to me through, like, a minor surgery. Um, I think I would do, like, a Fortnite dance on a camera for that. Like, I don't think that'd be too bad of a trade-off. You know? Yeah, that's the thing. It's, like, I think, ultimately, like, the people in the video benefit, and I think it's a good thing. It's a good act, right? Like, same thing, like, I think the more recent one with him is, like, he went to... He went to some country and gave the children shoes, right? Like, new shoes yeah. or whatever. Um... See, the thing is, it's like in isolation, these are all good acts, right? I don't think anyone would, I don't think anyone is really debating the merit of how good the acts are paying for a procedure yeah. that should be accessible, but it isn't. But hey, you help 100 people get that procedure and they can see again. Yeah. Or, you know, hey, these kids don't have good shoes or whatever. I'm going to go ahead and bring them. Like, at least, I, I, who, I don't, I, once again, I didn't watch it. So I don't know if you gave them each multiple pairs, whatever, but still. That goes a long way, just having, like, a nice pair of shoes on your feet can you yeah, know, help no, quite a bit, I imagine, just, you know, with all the other stuff that you might be dealing with if you live in such, live in conditions such that you can't get shoes very easily. So, the acts are good, but I don't know why people who, like, you can think the acts are good and also think it's a little weird. Yeah, right? I mean, like, like I, you can also think it's weird yeah. that, like, the gov, like, our healthcare system is such that it's, like, you know, a YouTuber plucking you out of a crowd of people is a more viable route than like, you know, getting the procedure, quote unquote, normally, like, you know, going to your healthcare, going to a hospital and being like, hey, I need this procedure. And then your insurance cucking you saying, no, we won't pay for this. And then you can't afford it. Like that sucks. Yeah, nice. So it's like, oh, well, the YouTuber routes there. Like that's fuck. that's weird to me. You know, like it, it, that doesn't track. But at the same time, I, I think my main thing with him is like, I don't think he's self-aware. He's like yeah. almost there, right? Because I think after the blind video, he tweeted and he was like, hey, I don't know why the U.S. government doesn't make stuff like this more accessible. And at first you're like, hell yeah, Ace. man. Like, yeah, accessible healthcare. <laughs> and then he said something. But then like, this is where I think Mr. Beast just became Mr. Based. Mr. Based. But this is yeah. where I think you can see how his brain works because he said it would be like a good investment for the government because everyone who gets the surgery is now like a more like they're it like it's like enabling workers like they become more capable <laughs> to do their jobs whatever yeah and that's where his CEO business brain, brain activates that's, that's so funny so, he's got ceo brain so i think he's interest it's interesting like how he's both he does these things that are like good but in a vacuum but then when you really step back and think about it it either exposes some sort of systemic weakness, like in the case of the healthcare side of things, where it's like, why can't a regular person just get this procedure for little to no cost? Why is do, why is there yeah. best chance like some online influencer just being like, hey, I'm gonna use you for content, 
And here's yeah. the thing, like, the, 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 that's also its own ethical conversation about, like, using people for content. Now, like you said, I'm sure most of those people would be like, I will be used for content if it means I can be able to see again, right? Like, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. And same thing with those children who got the shoes. I'm sure, like, they're not thinking about the content thing. They're just like, I get, I get something, I get some nice shoes, I get something nice. So, but that's yeah. still an interesting conversation, though. I'm not going to invalidate and say, like, it isn't one. I think with the charity one, most of that dialogue, if I'm not mistaken, is more around like the act of like performative, uh, performative uh, like uh, philanthropy, right? Where it's mm-hmm. like you do this good thing, but you make a whole show of it because Mr. Beast will tell you like you know he spends a lot of money on these videos, but those videos also do very well, so they're generating revenue that way. Uh, I'm sure those videos have sponsorships tied to them. And yeah. other companies are going to think of ways that they can use Mr. Beast and be like, hey, give away our product or sponsor this giveaway with us or we'll help with it. Like, there's all sorts of avenues for brand growth outside of the fact that he also is still making money off the video. Ultimately, he's making money off these videos, whether it's directly from the video or it like kind of pays dividends in some other way down the line. So, yeah, no, I get that. My, no. my, my general opinion on him is I think people take it too seriously either way. <laughs> yeah, I agree. There's like, like, like it, I don't want to be the guy who does like. There's more important things to talk about, but really, there are. I think no, yeah, like that's like opens I, interesting conversation avenue. Like, there's interesting stuff to talk about because of this. Yeah, movie, like what he does. But like, I also think that at the end of the day, I don't know why people lean so hard either way as far as like. Yeah, like I, I, I remember like I even saw some people saying like it was like really weird like backlash to have like a year after the fact. Like, they were like, oh, his whole brand is, like, based around exploiting people. I mean, just, like, look at, like, and, like, people were, like, pointing out, like, his Squid Game video as an example. And it's not with understanding. No, I think it was just, like, random fans. That was regular like people, because like, I know sometimes he brings but, like content creators into the fold, but. They, they were, like, they just show up to, like, entertain him, and then, like, only one person, like, wins money. And I was, like, I mean, you mean, like, I'm not, you mean, like, like, there is something weird about it, sure. But I, no, I, I'm, I'm more mean, I'm, like, you mean, like, a game show? Like, it's just, like, how, like... It's a YouTube game it's, show, I agree. It's a YouTube game. I'm like, I, I, like, I'm, like, it's not that deep, you know? It's more just, like, all right, yeah, like, this one guy won, he got the money, so, like, good for the guy. I don't think it has to be, like controversial i guess that's the thing like you make a good point where it's like if you take a step yeah. back is this not what like a lot of these game shows do yeah it's, it's like, like it's, you make a you bunch get of people upset dance at, for tv and some of them get money watching, and some of them don't yeah do you upset you do you upset watching wheel of fortune when only one person wins money in the end like i don't think it's like a big especially these like fans of his that actively want to participate and it's not like it's not like he's doing a real squid games and grabbing random people <laughs> yeah i think exploited <laughs> you know? i think the thing that you'd have to also think about is I'm assuming there's like some sort of like you're signing paperwork before you appear in these videos. So like yeah, people probably yeah. know what they're getting into. I don't disagree with like the idea like, yeah. And, and like, if I really look at it big picture, it is a little weird to think about like a bunch of people like doing, you know, dance for me, dance while this one guy's like, you know, waving money around or whatever. So like, I, I get why it's a little odd to like think about I, sometimes. By the way, I don't, know, I don't that... know, I don't know why, but when you said like uh, Mr. Beast going like dance for me dance, I just imagined Mr. Beast with like devil devil horns in my head. <laughs> yeah, and he's like dance, dance, and he, and dance, he back dance. And like that's what it can feel like, I'm sure. But like, I I don't know. It's one of those things where like I get I get like the premise of why like when someone's like I think it's weird, I can get I get that. 
but I don't, I like, I'm kind of with you where like with some of the stuff, I don't get why we get so ingrained into it. I get like the, you know, the way clearly he's got CEO brain and stuff like that. So that like, you know, like him, like it would be nice if he could understand why people feel the way they feel about the blind video. Yeah, it's like, oh, even if I do something good, I get a lot of backlash. And it's like, well, do you, like, yes, look, there's obviously going to be people who are probably, like, being, like, like, who are completely ignoring the fact that there was a good act being done. But a lot of people were kind of like, yeah, this is a good thing, but it's really fucked up that, like, this is how, like, this is a thing, if that makes sense. I mean, just take, like, I mean, like. I just don't get, I feel like that's not that hard for him. To yeah, no, I, I was going to say, like, for him, I'm, like, just, like, follow what, like, Lil Wayne said in, like, every single song, right? Just, like, forget the haters. You're, like, the most, like, fame. like, you're, like, the biggest YouTuber in the world. Why not just, like, who cares? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, like, that's like I'm saying thing. from his perspective, I wouldn't care. I would be, like, that's fine. Uh, yeah, I'm, but like, here's the thing, even if, if he cares, it's not that hard, I feel like, to understand why people are saying what they're saying. Yeah. Like, Mr. Beast is on the internet way too much for him to not be able to understand that there's, like, a little level, like, there's a level of nuance and that, like, not everyone is just, like, hating on you without reason. Yeah. Like, yeah, those people all, exist. All, all I know is that if I was famous, I would never get into, like, an argument online, you know? Like, yeah. I just, like, I would just be like, it's not worth it. I mean, like, he's also I, like I, an e- look. Like, I don't expect. I know he's an online celebrity, I guess, but yeah. No, I also don't expect much from Mr. Beast because he's like an Elon Musk simp. So, like, he is true. Yeah. So, like, I mean, there's all. I'm never gonna expect that much from him. But like, with him, like, ultimately, my feelings on him are like, whatever. But generally, I'm gonna be honest. Like, I don't, I don't lean. I lean a little negative, not because like I think he's like a bad person. Like, there's not necessarily mm-hmm. anything that's come out. But I just think like he's he just doesn't get it. A little bit like he doesn't get why people look at him the way they do also uh i agree with what people say online his thumbnails are absolutely horrendous oh yeah that's true. yes like the big yes. grin airbrushed face next to like a like a crying child who can see again or like a a poor yeah. child holding a shoe like yeah it's that stuff is fucking like do, do we have to make a mr beast thumbnail for this video now or for this podcast now maybe i'll i'll i'll, I'll try I'll, just, I'll throw every filter note to bad audit and just yeah if you if you need me to like soy face or do like his weird like open mouth smile like let me know i might <laughs> i might have your soy face from our little try guys meme so i, I remember that one geez yeah that was oh yeah i but, cheated yeah. on my wife and it went wrong went wrong yeah. <laughs> Cheat, cheating on my wife gone wrong yeah Cheating on think, my wife gone wrong, gone sexual. <laughs> yeah. I'm not like, I would never, like, yeah. and not in a million years would I consider myself a Mr. Beast defender. There's a lot of things that he doesn't do well, like, handle the crit. He didn't really, I don't really think he, he kind of got, but didn't get the criticism on the blind video. Uh, I get the exploitative philanthropy thing. Obviously, there's a counter of, like, well, if they don't do, well, like, if he doesn't never shows anyone, like, if, like, he never showed anyone what he did, people would say, like, oh, he doesn't care or whatever. And like, sure, I guess. But like, you know, I think like he doesn't, I think sometimes he doesn't really get what people are like, you know, sort of on him for. Uh, Elon Musk, Sam, um, if you watched Eddie Burback's great YouTube video on ghost kitchens, uh, hey man, if you're going to be a little CEO brain, uh, be a little more responsible with your products here. Um, we would also, if we did that food episode, have to try Beast Burger, I guess. It's going to be so mid. I know it will be. 
It'll be like, and like yeah, stuff like the yeah. the like asking people to like sometimes like it's like he's like kind of like you said he's like so big he's like he doesn't forget like these are people like why would a regular person go in and like check on your merchandise you know there's people who work at the store who will do yeah. it periodically and they don't get paid enough to do it anyway but they still do it so like I don't know why you're like you know what I mean like and that's not like cutesy like you know creator making like a fun request to their fans or whatever like. You know, hey, can like, you do, I don't can know. you do a job for me unpaid? <laughs> yeah, because like when I With think no of creator request, it's more of like, hey, if you like, for example, if like let's say like we released merch and we're like, hey, if you bought some merch, take like a picture of yourself wearing it, or like you know, if it's like a vinyl, like listening mm-hmm. to it, you know, whatever, right? Like, oh, that oh, stuff vinyl. is like, whoa, whoa, wait, we dropped the project. <laughs> I thought of a vinyl, but like I was just thinking of YouTuber merch, and those are the first two things that came to mind. Is 919 back? Is this the return? No, it is not. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I just think, like, yeah. it's, like, he, he's just, he's, like, dumb, like, in a way that doesn't make sense to me. Because he should, you would think a guy as successful as he is would be a little smarter. I think he just lacks mm-hmm. awareness. That's, like, the biggest thing. And yeah, I think his, criti- I think the criticisms against him are warranted, but I'm also going to be like, well, I think that only goes so far for me. Right, because it's like, yeah, you know, like with the blind stuff, the healthcare argument, for sure. But the you know general charity stuff, I get it for sure. You know, like I think it's he doesn't he shouldn't sit here and pretend that these videos do not benefit him monetarily in some way, shape, or form. They do ultimately, like I said, whether it's directly or like in the long run with other yeah. brand deals or whatever, his yeah. overall image and reputation. But you know i'm not gonna take it further i'm not gonna take it further than that and i also don't want to completely ignore that like yes there was a good act done like people got shoes that they need people got a procedure that they needed people get money that's potentially life-changing and like you said if we're talking about how like that's exploitative we then i mean and it's fine if you i think it's a fair point like talk about like some of these game shows or like the dr pepper challenge they do for college whatever when they're having them like throw oh that 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 one is genuine that up, one's though. more fucked up because you're having two that, that was like right to hey, not have student debt yeah exactly <laughs> hey can you make 10 shots in this, within this basketball net if you can you don't have to pay for college if you don't you get nothing if you don't you get nothing in that college debt is gonna like you're gonna get that notification from that, whatever app you use to track your that debt. that one that was way more messed up the stakes on that are so high yeah <laughs> like, that's the other that thing too crazy. like and i'm sure if i'm sure those i'm gonna be surprised if mr beast's videos like that where it's like two people who are like fighting for a award like like who are in a similar situation in this case with dr pepper college debt right fighting yeah. for the uh right to have it covered so like it wouldn't surprise me if he's done stuff like that that stuff is weird and exploitative but some of the game show stuff, like just having like a hundred people sign up to play for a prize, not as exploitative. Uh, it's exploitative if like he was going out of his way to find people who are in debt, like the real Squid yeah, Game. Yeah, no, that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like if he was just like scooping up poor people off the streets and being like, if it's more of like an open what? casting call, like, hey, if you're a fan of Mr. Beast yeah. and you want to participate in a video and have a chance to win some money, but yeah, I think that I or I, I don't know what we, what Aiden, if you wanted to wrap it up, what would you say our just general opinion is? Because I think we're kind of in the same boat here. Um, I all I have to say is like I think that like you could get together because of just like the connections Mr. Beast has, like a nightmare blunt rotation, or like I guess like an evil Mount Rushmore, even of like him. He met Tom Brady, 
for some reason because Tom Brady posted a picture with him. It was really Tom Brady's bizarre. getting into like his like post career online. Yeah, Tom, Tom, Tom Brady tweeted a picture of Mr. Beast and it just said, "Thank you for all you do." Which I was like, "What?" That's what I'm saying. Like he feels so not real to me. Like he acts it was in a so, way that like so anyone funny. with any semblance of self awareness wouldn't act. Sometimes, yeah, it, it was really like, funny. He's just um, so, unaware to me, and I would never really want to hang out with him or meet him unless he's will, unless he's giving me money. Like I will gladly meet him if he's giving me some money, but otherwise, I would rather not. I mean, him, Tom Brady, Elon Musk, and trying to think about who the fourth would be. That would be like nightmares. That's connected you know, to the fourth them. for the rotation. Yeah, hmm. I mean, between no, not Trump hates. Musk, Who's like you need like a grind set guy. Gary V. There's a lot of CEO brain in this room. Wait, what did you suggest? Would, would get would Gary V somehow connected? Gary V would be pretty rough. Gary V. Gary V would be pretty rough. That's the thing. He's got Gary V energy in some ways, where I feel like he's just one of these. Like he's not as like grind set like in the way he acts, but he's got like this like CEO brain. Doesn't really understand the reality of life for a lot of people. Like yeah, unawareness. So that's why, like, I lean, like, it's sort of, like, a slightly negative but mostly neutral opinion of him where, like, yeah, he does some good things and I respect those things and I will feel happy for the people who receive the benefits of those things. But also, he he just doesn't get it. Like, it's clear. Like, why is your takeaway from giving people access to the ability to see not, oh, wow, it's nice that people can see. It's, hey, the government would get a great ROI on this. That's really funny. Um you could play yeah, Aiden Ross that's... in that night. I hate Aiden Ross, dude. He's Ooh, just a, he's wait, but I, I don't. I, you see, I don't think he'd get connected to the rest. Of the nah, he's not like, a I'm trying to think, like, guy. He's just a dumbass. Real, like, re- yeah, he's just an idiot. But like, realistically, who could like meet? I could see Gary V. Getting, I think you big. I think that's a good four though, because I could totally see yeah. Tom Brady, Gary V, Mr. Beast, and Elon Musk linking up to make like some TikToks. Yeah. That that's a nightmare. Blunt rotation. Also, I've completely convinced, and this is I I, I this sounds like the. It sounds like how like it sounds. I'm gonna sound like the villain in an after school special who's trying to pressure you into smoking weed. Okay, sure. Uh, the four of them don't look like they know how to smoke weed. They would be the most uncool, like nightmare blunt rotation. I, sure, they'd also be the most. We've uncool we've people. seen Elon Musk smoke weed and it was horrible. He smoked remember? weed like he was tasting wine. Yeah, that was that was. Why so, are you tasting so the smoke? Just smoke. What is up? That with was you? so bad. Um, I feel like. I feel like Gary B is so intense. He would just like wind up eating it somehow. <laughs> like he would just Eats like the take roach. Like he would just take a big breath in, and it would just go like right down. He just like chew it and eat it. <laughs> like, or he'd reference. He'd be like, "Yeah, this guy in the street in New York. He taught me how to roll my joints." <laughs> he actually um, pulled. Feel- he pulled the rolling paper out of a trash can. I feel like Mr. Beast would be like it. It would be like me in the situation, honestly. I like. I feel like him and my, like the two of us. Would He's be, like, our scared. age, Aiden. I know, yeah. But I feel like we'd be scared, you know. Like, oh, mom would be, up there he passing be a little around. more aware. It's like he's he's our age, and he has access yeah. to the. He's more access to resources than either of us do combined. Yeah. So like yeah, gen- again, gen- generally, it's. Just, I think that him and I would have a similar reaction. Mom, mom, they're smoking weed. Get me out of here, mom. Mama, did you pick me up? The this first one of my scared. followers who can save me from this weed smoking session gets one thousand dollars. <laughs> the first if any of my teach Tom will... Brady how to roll a blunt without making out with it. 
Tom would be sad though. He'd probably just start talking about like alternative health medicine, alternative medicine, and his wife that left him. Yeah, he's he's like depressed smoking while Gary V is smoking using a. Uh, Gary V is smoking using the like he like folded up like a New York Yankees fitted. Gary V absolutely not- would 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 lace it with cocaine. Like, let's be real here, <laughs> it's right? Coke. Yeah, it's a joint laced with it's coke and it's not even weed, it's grass from Central Park. <laughs> coke and just grass from Central Park. And he's like, This is a true New York joint. And it's either he rolls oh, up the good. brim of a New York fitted or it's like it's like paper you found in the trash. Cause like I don't know, he's resourceful and he's pulling himself up by his boots. <laughs> I love that though. Grass Elon Musk is just Elon Musk is just sitting there trying to look cool. So he's like, Elon Musk would definitely be the like. I didn't watch the Joe Rogan one, but I imagine he's mm-hmm. the one who like he. And look, if you haven't smoked weed before, if you've never, if you haven't smoked it in a long time, it's gonna make you cough. There's nothing wrong with yeah. it. Just own it up and drink some water. I feel like he would hold yeah. the cough. He wouldn't speak the entire time because he's making a face trying to look cool and like. And he he would just been holding you. You would just for, yeah, and you would just hear him making noises like holding it in going like mm. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Brady's like hey I got some I got some TB12 electrolytes electrolyte liquid you want some I got the big Tom shout out to Drew Good and I got the big Tom here <laughs> going to drink some water and Elon's just like nodding like and then Mr. Beast is like if the government just put money into curing cancer think about how many potential workers that could create for the for the economy gary v being like what what the government really should do is incentivize poor people to get into cryptocurrencies tell them about investing and turn 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 their money and make it work for them i agree with what gary v would say but while he's saying this he's clipping through the seat he's sitting in Gary, yeah, Gary Vee doesn't feel real at all. And at one point, Gary Vee starts creating multiple images. It's like multiple Gary Vs, and they all start overlapping one another. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I don't even know how to transition off the nightmare blood. It would fuck a rotation. We, like, wrote a whole fanfic about how it would go. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, <laughs> just so you know, um, I saw this. Uh, Josh McCowan apparently told CJ Stroud, maybe when you live in Charlotte, we'll find a court. So that looks like that's your quarterback. <laughs> CJ, see, it, we end, we end talking about nightmare blood rotations and how Mr. Beast doesn't feel like a real person who actually cares about people, which I will add that in. Yeah. I can't tell if he actually cares about the people he's doing good for, right? I think he does. He probably does I a little think, bit, but don't you think you yeah. talked about this? You get to a point as like anyone who makes content where you start looking at things as situations for content. Yeah. No, I wonder true. if he has that weird detachment quality. I mean, to an extent, I wouldn't say it's as interesting. I wouldn't say, I I don't know if it's as interesting and thoughtful as how it's portrayed in the fable bids. Yeah. I'm not going to give him that level of of introspection. He's making charity videos for money, but like, yeah, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, I don't want to put that on him because I don't know, but I want, there's probably is a little bit. There's probably a certain level of detachment, but but uh, yeah, I mean, I also imagine he enjoys seeing people look happy they can see again, or seeing a kid get excited because they got some shoes, or seeing someone. I was gonna say there's there's a minute left on this call, so I think uh, we've gone through this topic. I think we should uh, move over to. We've um, run over the beast. 
yeah, we run over the beast. I think it's time that we uh, take down some uh, former Obama admin people. Oh, yes, let's do that. So we'll take a quick break and be right back. And we're back. So, yes, uh, we just wrapped up talking about, you know, uh, Mr. Beast. You know, we took down the Beast, which really amounted to us kind of shrugging and being like, eh, could be better. <laughs> Harsh takedown of Mr. Beast. Don't worry, it'll be average. Don't worry, we'll, we'll click bait it and make it like... <laughs> half and half demolishes Mr. Beast. Yeah, half and half destroys Mr. Beast. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he's just like a... You know what, you like, know, I'm... I'm going to say it, Sam. I'm issuing an open challenge to Mr. Beast to fight you on the next creator clash. <laughs> Here's the thing. I would say this. like If, it's, if we just went in the ring as we are, I'm kicking his ass. But I don't know. Uh, he looks pretty tall in that Tom Brady picture. He looks like Tom type. So I don't care. He's okay, he's got me on reach. He's got you on reach. I will say, Mr. Saturday. Beast, I will let you knock me out if I get a bag from you. Hey, I'm not, I don't, I'm, I will sell my pride and dignity if I can get a cool, like, you know, like you see these, some of these boxing payouts of like the big fights where guys lose. Oh yeah, it's crazy. Like, a cool yeah. Miller, like a cool couple hundred thousand. I'll yeah. take the fall, bro. I'm not going to box for real. Like, what do I look like? That's <laughs> why if you become big, it's like, all right, let me do like 10 fights and retire. Like, let me just bro, like. I'm doing like two. I'm doing a creator yeah. class for fun and I'm letting it go. <laughs> But yeah, uh, hey, Mister, like, yeah, I think I'd beat him if I just walked it as is, and he walked it as is. But I feel like I would okay. lose the actual fight because, like, he gonna have way better training than I am. I mean, just because I live in yeah. Philly, don't mean I'm gonna be Rocky. Like, come on. No, we're gonna we're gonna make you Rocky. It's okay. You know, how about this? We we fight him like Dragon Ball style, like the two of us at once. Versus oh, like a fighting it. game, like I can tag you. Exactly. In. <laughs> No, no, I mean at once, like, like, like it's Dragon Ball, like the two of us just like fighting at him at once. He's like maneuvering and dodging. We're like he's throwing <laughs> bags of cold hard coins. At us. <laughs> uh, I keep but... provoking him. I need more money. <laughs> <laughs> but but um, yeah, so you have an op-ed for us today. Yes, welcome to a op-ed takedown. Cue the sting. Bam, there it is. So, yeah, we took down the beast, and we're going to take down an op-ed. Uh, you know, we made the joke about the, you know, the blunt rotation with Musk, Beast, um, Tom Brady, and uh, Gary no, v. Gary V. Gary V. Um, Gary V. I forgot, Gary V would probably be mad at Tom Brady a little bit because he's like a Jets fan or something. You know, oh, Patriots, Jets. Okay. Yeah. Well, oh yeah, that makes sense because he's, he's from New York, yeah. Yeah, but, um, you know, and in that we talked, you know, Mr. Beast would talk about, you know, the government, ROI, working. Gary V, probably the same thing. Work, takedowns, a takedown mm -hmm. about work. That's right, mm -hmm. that's what this op-ed's about. I knew exactly where your brain was going, exactly what you were thinking. I just voiced it. There you go. I'm not a fuck being the voice of a generation. I'm the voice of your head. <laughs> <laughs> I know your mind. Okay. Was that a Russ clip? It's like really old about like the elevating your mind. <laughs> you oh know, god, that's like the such old Cody Cody. Like yeah, that's your mindset. Yeah, instead of um buying your girlfriend flowers or just being nice to them, it's like fuck her mind. 
that was it. Yeah, it's something like that. But yeah, so we're gonna read an op-ed. Uh, it's in, of course, it's in the New York Times, known for publishing some of the worst op-eds known to man. It helps that they have a big platform to do it. I'm sure there's other like smaller local papers with like terrible op-eds, but yeah. I, I, I imagine like a local paper's op-eds t- uh, range from like something that's legitimately offensive that someone's trying to defend to someone arguing how, how like the pothole in that one small street needs to be fixed and I will not I mean, rest. Yeah, let me let, let me actually look up real quick. Yeah, what what do we got at what's what do you, we got you, at the local? You keep you keep explaining, but I'm gonna look up um I'm gonna look up some uh local op eds real quick, see if there's anything. Yeah, I just, I feel like their range is gonna be because like I feel like the big op eds are always like they're about like big things or even if they're not about big things, they like they get the coverage because they're on a big platform. But I feel like a smaller paper, it's either going to be like someone defending being racist or something, or mm-hmm. defending like a local racist politician. It goes from that to being like, "Hey, we need the the the, <laughs> the jubilee parade needs to happen next week instead of this week." Like I don't know, shit like that. But this op-ed from the New York Times, it's written by Stephen Ratner, who was. A counselor to the Treasury Secretary during the Obama administration, hence why Aiden said we're going from taking down the beast, taking down a uh, some Obama admins, some uh, some war criminal admins, as it were. Uh, sorry if you listen to this podcast and you had some weird like fan fiction image of Obama. He's a war criminal, as are most U.S. presidents. Uh, but this one is about a subject that really grinds my gears. No Peter Griffin. About quiet quitting. And before we even get into the op-ed, uh, Aiden, how's your search going? Anything funny? Oh, no, you keep going. For now. I'm trying to figure out what the local paper would be. For, for <laughs> find a local paper. Media yeah, is dead. I can't going. even find a local paper. But I've got, let me see, phillyburbs.com opinion section. Yeah, what's up with the burbs? Um, that by the way verbs come on now let's see if there's anything as a society what are we doing uh pennsylvania is marking catholic schools week this is why that's important yeah like local shit like that it's like you know some local like catholic schools week or whatever something right can chat jeep wait wait here's a good one can chat GPT make Pennsylvania a red state? <laughs> yeah, it goes from like, local what? Like, oh, here's like some like some specific like celebration or festival or Catholic school week or whatever. And it goes from that to yeah. can we use AI to flip the election? Like, here, here, here's some of the things that it is. It's like uh, Pennsylvania GOP can't afford to ignore the suburbs. Here's why. Uh, how Penn State's raising juggernaut bond changes life, changes lives, the world. Uh, Philadelphia must address its staffing crisis. Then you go down a little bit, and that's can Chat GPT GPT three make Pennsylvania a red state? Can we use AI to rig the election? That's awesome. I imagine it's um, also a chance that articles about how like AI can create very convincing fake images and fake yeah. news, and how like you can use that to. Uh, it's already like we, that's a problem we deal with, and it would just like exacerbate it. But it's just funny, mm-hmm. right? The titles progress from like it's just it's just it's like local thing some like kind of like state pot like some like city state politics and then it's just straight up like can we use ai to run yeah. the election we live in the matrix Here, here's an interesting one um because i think i may have written uh, written this why is hunter biden the top issue for the republican majority i agree 
<laughs> why? <laughs> yeah, why? That's a great question. It's because they hate winning elections. I love it when the op-eds and me be the same. Why yeah, do they exactly. care so much about this one man who acts like mm-hmm. any other Nepo baby really does? Mm-hmm. Exactly. But um, but yeah, that's... Local op-ed uh, roundup that is there. the local op-ed roundup, I guess. But uh, so we to can get uh, back, get rolling. Yeah. To get back to this op-ed that we're going to talk about, I wanted to ask you something. Um, just I, you know, you and I both know like what it means, like what this term, what this, yeah, what this term means. But when you hear "quiet quitting," what would you think it means? Um, I would think it would mean just like one day you turn off the laptop and you just never log back on. You know, exactly. as as someone who has never heard the term anymore, like turn laptop off and that was it. That's what I thought it was for the longest time before I actually figured out what it was. I just thought it was like people like not putting in a two weeks notice, you know, like yeah. people just quitting. But no, like no, yeah. But in, in reality, it's in reality, it's like um, basically you stop doing work for them, but you're still employed and you kind of like back away until they eventually like fire you or they ask you to leave or whatever, you know. That's not even what quiet quitting like is technically like. I that's also like is it not? Kind of, yeah, so like what you're talking about is essentially like it's like kind of like in sports, it's like when you want to get traded, so you stop trying yeah. to like force the team to get rid of you. But quiet quitting, uh, defined here on Investopedia, I'm sure uh, I'm convinced anyone with CEO brain who like or pretends to like be like some like what like I know so much. I'm convinced one of their top three visited websites is Investopedia, just so they can look up what all these terms that they pretend to use what they actually mm-hmm. mean. Um. But quiet quitting on here is defined as doing the minimum requirements of one's job and putting in no more time, effort, or enthusiasm than absolutely necessary. So people do use it in the way that you talk about, where like I mean, that I I feel like that's just called doing your job and your not, job, like right. nothing about people that. use it fine. in the way you're talking about. They will yeah. say people who are quiet quitting are doing what you're talking about, where they are kind of like like a like a player who wants to force a trade. Or like being at a party and just like not wanting to be there. So you kind of like kill the vibe or you just kind of like don't do anything. You're just kind of mm-hmm. doing, you're just like sticking around until they finally realize it's time to say goodbye. But you're still collecting yeah. a check. Quiet quitting, that's the thing. It's a dumb term because it doesn't make sense for what it means. Because quiet quitting means one of two things, I think, for most people if you just heard it. It's you just like quit and don't tell anyone. Like turn off the laptop and never turn it back on. Or like you just suddenly go up to your manager and you're just like, I'm not working here anymore. And you just hand the laptop and leave without giving them any indication that it's either that or it's what you said, where like you just stop working until they finally realize it's time to let you go, which can kind of relate to what I just said, where like you just turn off the laptop and wait till they finally contact you to be like, oh, okay, I see how it is. Yeah, no, exactly. But it doesn't mean that. It's referring to doing the minimum requirements of one's job. That, putting that in no absolutely. more time, effort, or enthusiasm than absolutely necessary. It's a terrible term. Quiet quitting has the connotation of someone quitting their job and doing something. I, I was going to say, that, that term must have been invented by so, like, um, like someone in management then. Because that that's a management like, term. That, that's like literally just like, oh, they do the, like the bare minimum of their job. It's like, yeah, that's fine. Like they're getting to stuff get into like generation polit like generation labels yeah. or whatever. It's like a boomer term. Like this looks like old people think young people do. Yeah. I mean, it's like, like it's, it's, I, it's it is fine if someone just wants to do like 
what is just necessary and not above for their job, you know? That's a perfectly fine thing. And we need people like that in the workforce to just like be the doers, you know? Yeah, there's always gonna be like, the people who wanna achieve more, the people who want the high positions yeah. with the bigger salaries and like the you know, the like the name value recognition of being like yeah. a chief this or an executive that or someone in upper a director of this. There's always gonna be those people. Those people are are just gonna always be there. Mm-hmm. But there's also people who like do their job and do it well, but they won't work past the hours they've agreed to, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll, like I'm not like I you know it sounds like I'm tooting my own horn. I have reason to believe this. I think I'm a pretty solid employee at my job, and I do a pretty good job, and I do my job from the hours of nine to five. But once it is five, I am done. Mm-hmm. Barring like a couple Lucy messages or something that someone might send that I might like do quick reply to. And I rarely do that. I'll honestly see it and then just look at it to- like actually reply tomorrow. I close I like it- once it's five, I hit shut down on my laptop and I'm done. And I would consider myself yeah. a pretty good employee. I think there's plenty of people in our age group and older who do the same thing where they work the hours they're supposed to, and then when it's time to go, it's time to go. That's what you agree to. When you sign your contract, when you, you know, when you, your terms of employment, you work mm-hmm. these hours, you work these many days a week. If you've interviewed with a company, you can usually kind of poke and prod and get an understanding of how often is it that I'll have to work outside of nine to five? How often will I have to work outside the days I've agreed to? Right. Yeah. Some companies will, you know, so like that's usually an expectation that is set that you would hopefully know. Now, some companies are shitty and they might hide that from you and it's probably a company you might want to leave. But I don't understand how it is a negative to do like what your job wants you to do. Right. I definitely agree. No, I definitely. Yeah. But I feel like it comes from this idea of like, uh, people don't have that dog in them. They don't want to be great. You can be great at your job and do like the basic requirements of your job. Like, it's like, if, if I, if like you took like a bullet, like a, uh, like a bullet point list, right. And put all your responsibilities on there. And if you're checking all of those, what else do you need to do? Like, to sit here and make it sound like a negative that someone's just doing, like, like the bare minimum, right? Like, that's what it's trying to get at. You're doing the yeah. bare minimum. But if the minimum, the minimum is, like, defined when you get your job, like, this is what we expect you to do. This is what you need to do for your job. Then why, like, why is it a bad thing that that person doesn't want to go above and beyond that? You know, a lot of people, like, look at their, obviously, like, and this depends on the job, too, but we're really just talking about office jobs here, I think, right? Or like yeah, you know, read some maybe some retail jobs as well, but like if you're just doing what your job expects of you, and making sure things are going fine, why is that a negative? Not everyone needs to go above and beyond. For a lot of people, a job is just a means to a paycheck, and I don't think it's like there's some jobs where I would hope it's more than that for you. Like if you're a doctor, right? Like if you work in healthcare. <laughs> no, I, I I want my doctor to actually like drop out mid surgery if they gotta go home. It's okay. <laughs> but, right the last but, uh, you know guys not gonna get got this happy finished hour today. sorry yeah got happy hour not gonna be able to get this finished today my bad like, guys it's the only job that comes to mind but like you know like you know job, yeah. like a, you want a like if you're a pilot you should probably like enjoy flying <laughs> and like the lifestyle of being a pilot you know like there's some jobs where it be, like you obviously want people who care a little more could, could you flying? imagine though could you yeah. imagine though being like you know getting like being on plane sheet and like uh, this is your captain speaking. Uh, we are going to make a unexpected uh, arrival uh, for the flight uh, desk in, uh, on the way to California. We want to be 
parking it in Nebraska because uh, I'm done flying for the day. I'm just <laughs> done with it today. <laughs> Enjoy the beautiful cornfields. Yeah. And uh, go so. Cornhuskers. <laughs> go Huskers. Go Huskers. Any Panthers fans, Matt Rule is here. If you want to go strangle him, <laughs> go right ahead. Uh, that 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 would be pretty awesome if we did that with pilots. Yeah, that I, would, I would, I honestly, I'd support. It. I'd be like in the back plane, like fair. <laughs> and what I hate about this definition, we haven't even gotten to the op-ed yet. But like, yeah, what I hate yeah. about this definition is like the idea that like you're doing, like you're not putting in any more time or like the more enthusiasm part is crazy to me. You don't yeah. have to be friends with your coworkers if you don't want to. I be like, it's okay like to put based. your head down, just work. It's okay. Yeah. Now, obviously, like, don't be like a dick. Cause like they're yeah. also working the job too. Like I think, I think like if you're just like a normal person, right? Like you're like approachable, like you talk to people when they need help, but you don't, and like, you know, you, you engage in like conversations when they come up, but like, you're not like going out of your way to like socialize or show that go getter attitude. Yeah. It's fine. And most people who would be called quiet quitters, like I'm also, I'm talking about like people who are doing this and not like negatively impacting their job. Like if they're like doing so little that like they're basically not doing their job and it's causing problems, that's more than quiet quitting, right? Like that's, well, that's more like what I think quiet quitting should mean, which is when you just stop giving a shit and just kind of like are lazier and lazier until they finally realize that you don't want to be here and they get rid of you. Yeah, not definitely. That's more true quiet quitting than like just doing enough to keep the wheels on the track. Yeah. Yeah, so quiet quitting almost pisses me off because I think as a term, it's stupid. It doesn't make sense. It has a negative connotation. Like, why are we being negative about people doing their jobs fine, right? Mm-hmm. Like, look, I get it. Like, you should want people who, like, will go the extra mile and what that, what that. And, like, sure, like, those people are going to be there. But there's nothing wrong with the guy who comes in, you know, the person who comes into work and they, you know, they clock in. They do what they're supposed to do from forever for those hours. And then when they're done, they leave. They don't, like, they're not, like, super they're like like they're friendly enough but they're not like super duper sociable or whatever because maybe they got their own friends outside of work or their own hobbies and they just want to go do yeah. those things after work ain't yeah, nothing wrong with that hey, there's a lot of movies i gotta watch you know <laughs> there's movies i gotta watch i got john wick four comes out this week i need to be there <laughs> for some people a job is really just a fuel to, is really just fuel for the only fans fire that they've started in their lives the, the what fire what yeah. <laughs> think about that that's a real the, the these are modern they're modern problems and they require modern solutions okay oh are you saying someone that's like basically working just to they're pay working for their to pay their 10 different subscriptions? only subscriptions that honestly yeah no it's probably would good. you rather them <laughs> consume that at work huh fair enough fair enough they could consume it at work if you want to keep them longer yeah, yeah. If you want the HR complaints, file it up. Yeah, sure, mm-hmm. do that. Yeah, be like that random guy I heard about from my friend who got fired because he watched porn on his work computer. That is sick. Wow. How do you get away? How do you even think that's a good idea? <laughs> we live in a world where most people have like a, a lot of people. You know. Yeah. I don't want to say most because everyone's in different circumstances, but a lot of people have a work computer and a personal computer. Yeah. Why? You, most people have a phone. Why would you ever? Oh yeah. Uh... Absolutely incredible. Anyway, um, I'm gonna we're gonna like skip through this one because that's and this one is really just talking about quiet quitting and like the great yeah. resignation, which I'm not like there is I think a lot of people are leaving their jobs because like after COVID, a lot of people have realized what matters to them in life and like what they want out of work. 
And also mm-hmm. there's like a resignation as an also like feeling resigned, right? Yeah. I think that term kind of has two meanings for a lot of people. It's people are leaving jobs, but I think for a lot of people, it's been a rough stretch of years. It still is a no, rough definitely. year. Or been a rough, rough times for people. So like I get feeling resigned and I get people who want to resign and either find better jobs or if they have the means, like take a break and figure out what they want to do. Yeah, absolutely. But anyway, this uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Ratner here, not Brett, uh, goes on to talk about how the attitude of many Americans toward work changed during the pandemic and not for the better. This new approach threatens to do long-lasting damage to economic growth and prosperity. And once again, we have like business brain, numbers brain. You know, like I'm a, like, yeah. me and Aiden have stats backgrounds. And how often were we taught to think about the meaning of the numbers, the context of the numbers, like what the results of your study or your analysis actually means? We get taught that all the time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And this seems like that where you're just thinking about the number. I'm not saying that the attitude of Americans now and the way work culture is now isn't going to impact the economy or isn't going to have a negative impact. But like there's people behind these numbers, man. Like it's not just like Americans need to get their shit together for the sake of the economy. Like think about the people. There's a humanity mm-hmm. to this. Yeah, I mean, right. like I think I, I talked to Larry about this once, uh, my brother for the uh viewers that don't know me personally. Um you're saying like taking care of people and stuff and like you know it's like well productivity has gone down we're not working as hard or whatever right so in 2020 it was a terrible year right um 2021 was better but there were a lot of people that were like oh it's still terrible it's like okay 2022 is objectively like pretty good i think we can agree um if your workers are still saying that they're very stressed out and like they're very like upset about like say the world in 2022 they probably have depression at that point, which at that point, they, they need to take care of themselves. Like they need to yeah. like, they can't, you can't expect everyone that's like to get through this thing like perfectly okay. And if they're not working at the same pace they were before the pandemic, they might not be okay since then. They may have gotten mm-hmm. screwed up a bit. Like it happens. Like they got to fix themselves. And they got to work yeah. on themselves. That's, that's a much kinder way to say it. Sorry. Yeah, like they you know, work I agree. On themselves. Yeah. I mean, like, I, it's, speaking of Larry, he makes the joke right about being like, like a corporate, what is it, cor- not corporate slave. Like he has a, he, he makes it towards you all the time. I forget what he says. Oh, about the fact that I work pretty hard. Being like mm-hmm. a corporate shill or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Corporate. Where like, maybe, something like that. Yeah, and he's someone who like from like just they talk him and I'm good at his job, right? Like I'm not like people like like that's allegedly, why I don't, yeah. <laughs> allegedly good at his job. Yeah, allegedly. Larry, yeah. if you want to open challenge another open challenge, come on the show and defend your corporate <laughs> honor. But like that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of people who are good at their jobs who are also not like chaining themselves to their jobs. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And so like this this article goes on to say, like most employed Americans had uh, work days that followed a decades old pattern. Wake up, shower, breakfast, commute, spend at least eight hours in an office or factory, commute home, and maybe enjoy a glass of wine or beer. Well, guess what? Rattler, take out the commute part. I'm doing that. I'm basically doing that. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I shower. I shower mostly in the evenings, but you know, whatever. <laughs> the point being is, like, a lot of people still keep yeah. that routine. The commute part got taken out, and most people hate the commute. Was like the worst part for a lot of people. Because like, it's like I work. Uh, I work. You work from nine to five or eight to four, or whatever. But like, you got to wake up at like 
five or six because your commute takes like an extra hour plus you're not getting yeah. you're not getting paid for that time right but what is that time for but work right yeah definitely you're not paying for my gas money when gas yeah. is expensive but by the way that that is always the biggest scam it's like oh you have to pay for your own commute <laughs> so you want me to come it's into like, work i get i get the job it to you paid it. me to do yeah. yeah, I get it to an extent, but like it, like you not getting like some sort of incentive for commuting over a certain distance or whatever is like wild to me. Mm -hmm. Like, and here's the yeah, thing, right? But, like, it's it, it's so funny because you think about the interaction that would be. It's like you want me to come in and work for you. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Well, my commute. Uh, are you going to pay for my commute? Nope. But like the gas, it takes a long time. A lot of gas gets used. It's kind of expensive. That's unfortunate. But if I don't commute, I can't come in and do the job you pay me to do. Yeah, you you wouldn't be able to. So, but you want me to come in and work for you, right? Yep. So, pay for my commute. Nope. Like it's it, it's just it, it's a, yeah. So like he uh, goes mm -hmm. on to you know quote some polls, was talking about how like you know a lot of people, specifically older workers, which I think is something that gets lost in a lot of the quiet quitting thing. It's a lot of people who are like established in their careers who like quit their jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, the the reason, uh, the number of Americans working part-time for non-economic reasons. So it's not because there aren't enough jobs has climbed to match the peak uh, during January 2020. Mm -hmm. So peak pandemic time, right? No, that's pre-pandemic, uh, January 2020. It's pre-pandemic? God, my time is so off. March 2020 is where things kicked off. Yeah, okay. But it, it started to make its like global debut a little bit, I guess. About yeah. That. Yeah, but we in America, we thought it wouldn't affect us still because we, so I guess we just had unemployment problems right before it. Interesting. Um, but yeah, the Wall Street Journal did a survey, and thirty eight percent said the importance of work to them had diminished during COVID, and twenty five percent said that it had increased, and then the rest said their relationship with it hadn't changed. So I think that's fair. A lot of people kind of re like COVID was like a life changing experience for a lot of people in different mm -hmm. ways. Yeah. So it's not surprising that like the the uh, the majority, not even technically, not the majority, because like, well, actually, no, it is my bad. I'm doing mental math, and I'm clearly not very good at it anymore. But you know, it's relatively roughly most people were saying they didn't care for work as much, which makes sense. If you had kids, yeah. you had family, you're worried about their health and safety. Uh, mental health stuff became very, very apparent. It became a, like mental health issues became a very harsh reality for a lot of people during that time. So understandably, work doesn't matter as much. Oh, no, right? yeah, absolutely. You know, and then it goes on to talk about like, you know, stimulus checks and uh, the, uh, spending and all that stuff. And then talking about the tug of war about like people returning to the workplace. And then this guy says, every senior executive of the several dozen with whom I've discussed this issue believes that operating from home is simply less productive than being in the office. Of course they feel that way. They're the executives. <laughs> yeah. No, I was going to say, that's that's very funny. Just like the I'm executives have sample, decided. dude. Jesus Christ. Yeah. The executives have decided. Um, I mean, like, here's what I'll say is like, yeah, working from home can be like kind of like, uh, leads to kind of like isolation type of things where it's yeah, like, I'm not saying, you know, it, it's like, definitely not a completely perfect experience. yeah there can be there, but there, there there there's like pluses and negatives both right like so working in an office definitely can lead to like more collaboration and 
particularly in like an open office setting, not necessarily a cubicle setting. Um, but also if you're from home, there's less like in the day distractions. So mm -hmm. if you're like someone that needs like work independently, like you can easily like you probably have like, you can lock more time in really easily home and lock in and like yeah. And you don't have to worry about someone like stopping by your desk or like whatever and like distracting you or whatever else, you know. And in a way, um, it also keeps people kind of locked in for the time. Yeah. Like, it's like nine to five. Like, I'm not saying people are working the entire time, but like, they start, you can start at nine and you could stop, like, you can work until five. Whereas, like, some places, like, people will leave like a few minutes early, like 10, 15 minutes early if they're able to, to get, get started on their commute, right? So, theoretically, you maximize the time that they could be spent working. Also, yeah. I think what companies are realizing uh, is people don't like need eight hours to do their jobs. A lot of them, like, come on, right? Like, yeah. I mean, there, no, there are jobs that are like that, yeah. And well, there've been studies before the pandemic that people are not working the entire eight hours. Like, they're not completely engaged that entire eight hours. You know what I mean? I'm not saying like people are like yeah. fucking off the other time. Sometimes no, they it's are, true. Like, yeah. But like, come on, like how often? Like in offices, like people were definitely like you know letting a program run, or they had gotten off a meeting and they didn't have anything for the next thirty minutes, but then they hop on social media mm -hmm. or there's like playing a game on their phone or something or they go like take a bathroom break or go get something to drink just yeah. to kill some time before their next thing like i can speak from my experience like i do what i need to do for my job but like there's like times where it's like okay, I, got I got like 30 to 45 minutes before my next thing there's nothing i really feel like it's worth starting on for just this period of time so i'm just gonna kind of like monitor things and chill until it's time to get back you know get the gears turning again you know what i mean yeah no definitely so like that was already a thing before covid about like you know how people were using like how productive because what, what are we also like when people talk about productivity what's like the measure of productivity um i guess deliverables <laughs> yeah but that's the thing like it's like yeah i feel like that's the thing is like what's the standard unit of measurement for productivity that are getting used in these surveys and studies you know, and once again, it's like, I'm not saying that it is like a win-win thing. Like, yeah, I'm sure remote work has caused issues with people just like not doing their work or, you know, not being as productive in a way that's like negatively impacting their companies. But I think it's ridiculous to think like it's just because of people working from home. The economy is in a weird place, right? Yeah. The yeah. world is still recovering from the impacts of the pandemic. I mean, we, the supply chain issue gets brought up all the time when the thing you want to buy is not going to be available for like another eight months or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's other things going on here. This article also mentions the Silicon Valley bank as if the remote work thing was like the big part of why it <laughs> failed. It failed because they didn't know that's what the awesome. they were doing. That, that's so awesome. It's like, do you want to know why there was a run on the bank? Remote work. <laughs> yeah. And so like they weren't able to communicate and collaborate as well. If anything, that means, look, your organization has to be pretty piss poor and not have people who, you have to have people who don't know what they're doing. Because as someone who yeah. is remote and works with, and like that makes me biased, I get it. But like someone who is remote and works with other people who are remote or, you know, on site or whatever, never had issues communicating with people. There's Teams or Slack, there's you can start up a quick call through your phone, even you don't have to be on your laptop yeah. to hit up someone for a call. There's no excuse for piss poor communication. No, absolutely. Virtual is not the excuse for that. It just means you don't know how to do it. Like, 
you know, and then this mm-hmm. article talks about how, like, of course, the notion of flexible work is like white collar privilege because obviously you can't work remote if you work in a factory or if you work in a restaurant or whatever. But like, I just don't understand like what we're talking about, like, like, and then like this article also said like, has America gone soft? Uh, well, I mean, we have, but <laughs> not okay. Um, has, I, I do love like has America gone soft dialogue thing, um, because it's always just like, not, I I want to say this in a way that doesn't sound just kind of like dumb and like derivative, but uh it's like did you like prefer it when people were just like mean like <laughs> people were just like generally like kind of like rough with each other and like didn't care about it like didn't care about the well-being of their employees and things like that you know it's just like hey boss yeah sorry i can't work late tonight i've got to like, go pick up my kids it's like well guess what i'm gonna need you to do this on right i need you to stay after work today I need you to get that work done, and your children are going to develop severe abandonment issues because of this experience, okay? And I do not <laughs> care about that. <laughs> That's the other thing, too. Like, like this has been yeah. such a great thing for, like, families, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, people are people who, like, just got pets. I mean, look, and like, it's not a completely win-win thing. With pets, people have had issues with pets having separation anxiety because they're not used mm-hmm. to their person not being around. So I'm yeah. not saying it's, like, a completely... Like, I, we would not come on here and lie to you and tell you that, like, working remote is, like, only beneficial. It depends on who you are as a person. It depends on how well-structured your organization is, how good your colleagues are, and how good you are yeah. about communicating and being organized and being on top of your shit. But, yeah, definitely. You know, and in this thing, he concedes that, like, you know, that this data is inconclusive because it's been distorted by COVID effects. Then why quote any of this shit? You're like, hmm, this number could mean something. But if the pro- but the problem with that is if but COVID is a valid reply to that number, then why are you using it and present and pretending like, yeah, I, I appreciate at the end here being like, oh, well, COVID could affect some of these numbers. And it's like, because we're talking about productivity, like it's hard to say, right? Because what I like, I've seen like my you know, my dad talked about how like they had seen like people were like they were getting the work done remote. Now there's issues, there's issues with people working remote. I've seen it through my parents, like managing people and making sure people are on task. Those people should be should get in trouble for that. Give them a warning, and if they keep doing it, fire them. You know, yeah. like yeah, there's a point yeah. where a job isn't going to just let you fuck off for seven of the eight hours you're supposed to be working. I I get it. I'm not being unrealistic here, but pretending like yeah, just because someone's like productive and like gets the shit they're supposed to get done. Like let's say someone's productive for like five or six of the hours they're working and then the other two they're like kind of like monitoring like they're kind of around but they're also like doing the laundry or like i don't know making mm-hmm. like getting a head start on like cooking something or whatever yeah like come on and then he uh references the chinese expression 996 about working from 9 a.m to 9 p.m six days a week and saying that while the chinese government has been trying to curb this practice as part of labor market reforms in my interactions with people you know who work in that area businessmen investors I find the work ethic extraordinary. What are you advocating for here? I nine six. I, I guess. I'm like, <laughs> like, are you saying like China's chilling on their hard ass working mentality, but people still have a high work ethic? 
I mean, yeah, yeah. because they're kind of used to it, right? The 996 has been a thing there, it sounds like, for a while, if that's what you're... Yeah, but, but also, like, I, I don't have free information in that country, and things are not, like, all good there. <laughs> like, um, that, that's definitely... When, when people go, like, um, dude, like, China, like, they, they've got it figured out. I'm like, I mean, maybe some aspect. It's like, yeah, you know, the trains definitely. But also, maybe people work hard because they are in fear constantly of their government. So that's yeah. And then talking about. about how, like, in Asia and in other countries, the office occupancy is way higher than it is in the U.S. right now. Uh, talking about that's where fine. it stands, they can and do that. That's fine. That's fine. There's not only different cultures, but also like, yeah. It's, it, like different living conditions. He even references it that apparently uh, in Europe, some people argue, well, the type of like a European apartment is probably like, is, they're usually smaller and maybe not comfortable to work from. Yeah. But probably. also, I think what that also takes out is like, what was the work culture like before COVID? How were commutes managed in these countries? How did offices treat P? How did they treat that time? How did offices make the work environment? Like, what, how was that like? Well, how was the work life balance before? COVID. there's a lot of factors that are not being looked at when you're just talking about like because like if, if the office experience was like genuinely like pretty like good and consistent and whatever for most people it's not that surprising that like they didn't drop off that much since they've opened let, things back up in a lot of places let me tell you what the office experience was uh like before covid right um for a lot of people sure uh you went to a job that you didn't particularly like and you got stuck in traffic heavy traffic on the way there when even without traffic the drive was at least four five minutes um because you decide to move your kids out of the city um then you wound up uh being at a job that like i say you don't like very much talking to co-workers that you just have exchange pleasantries with where they say mm -hmm. things like you know did you catch the game last night and you say yeah <laughs> it was great but you, didn't, you don't even know what game they're talking about because there were multiple games last night and then there's that um, one creepy co-worker who's like oh, tammy in accounting yeah oh let me tell you the and you're just like, the, okay, the stop. The breasts I don't... on her. Dude, <laughs> you're like, stop. I don't want to be a part of an HR complaint. Yeah. Look at them. The breasts. You know? <laughs> oh my God. And then you would go into meetings that you didn't need to be in. You would send emails. You would get, you'd do your work. You would hit the road again. You would hit more traffic on the way home. And you would arrive back home at around 7 p.m. to your children who do not even recognize you at this point because of how far away you've been. Um, exactly so that was that was the experience for a lot of americans and he closes the article <laughs> talking about how like the four-day work week you know the four by ten right yeah. 40 hours but do it in four days sort of deal that kind of structure yeah. is becoming more commonplace and he's like you know call me a skeptic that less work is uh -oh. more or more efficient or whatever and it's like dude efficiency is not looking at just raw volume of what you do it's it also, also the same amount of hours i just want to say four days yeah, 40 hours and four days it's the same amount of hours <laughs> or even if it's four by eight but productivity yeah. stays the same it's actually yeah. more efficient because efficiency is, yeah. you're usually looking at how much you output versus how much you have to like use to get the output so yeah. i think if anything a lot of what remote work has made people realize the stuff you said that meeting could have been a zoom could have been a team's chat that we could have just done for a few minutes it could have been a short yeah. uh, zoom meeting a short teams meeting yeah. a short slack meeting right it's, yeah. There's a lot of stuff in the old work structure that was just taking up space so it could take it up. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we're we'll, going to wrap yeah, up. Yeah, we can.
yeah, we'll wrap it up. We'll give our maybe our last closing thoughts closing on the other thoughts, side. Yeah. We'll take a call. quick break. Yeah. We'll be right back. Yeah, and we're back after that quick little break. Yeah, so we'll just wrap up our thoughts in the op-ed. Aiden, you want to go ahead? Yeah, I mean, like, all, all I kind of say to, like, wrap it up is that the work world is obviously changing. I think changes in general. It's like, again, we, I'll say this, right? There's going to be innovations in the workplace that happen down the road for, like, me and you, Vasant, that, like, as we get older, we're going to be like, that doesn't seem like a good idea, you know, because we're going to be It doesn't make sense to us, yeah. It doesn't make sense to us, yeah. Um but so I imagine that's a lot of people, like a lot of older people that have been in the world for a long time, kind of like are experiencing whiplash from that. Um, but I will say that like, it's kind of, I don't know, they, they run on a lot of assumptions that like people are just like generally not going to work when they're like working from home, right? They're just going to sit around, not do anything. And, not and get fail safes exist for that, right? Done. No, yeah. I mean, look, you can tell if someone's doing someone. their job. Like, yeah. <laughs> And you are always able to fire someone over performance. That is like allowed, you know? So if you feel someone's not working hard, you can always try and rectify the situation however you want. Um, but like, I don't know, just giving the option. This idea that like, there's going like, to be like a grand people... collapse where like no one's going to work hard enough to keep a job is ridiculous. Yeah. Because no, plenty definitely. of people are working hard enough to keep their job and get promotions even if their company. Yeah, yeah. You know, has the some companies like with impacts like people aren't getting promotions or raises or whatever, but there's people who work yeah. hard enough to deserve those things. It's just kind of difficult to get them depending on where. Yeah, you I work. mean, like within my company, I definitely work hard and I definitely have put in extra hours here and there, right? Um, to get things done, and that has led to things like raises, promotions, whatever for me that have that I'm that I am grateful for. Um, but. It's if I want to go down a different path, that's fine. You know, if I just want to kind of like keep it within the nine to five at all times and like not go that extra step, it's not like I'm gonna get fired for that. You know, it's okay. <laughs> uh, so like that's the life people choose, and that's perfectly fine life to choose either way. So that's what I would kind of say. Yeah, and like we don't want to say that there are like there's no right answer, right? Like it working no. out working hybrid working in person you know there's different answers that i think the best is flexibility like as a company yeah I think I feasible agree. flexibility should be the name of the game and let people kind of work pick what works best for them but also you can maintain yeah. there you can like you said you can maintain standards and quality control of all the employees regardless of if they're in the office or out of it and for those who yeah. work jobs where they have no choice but to work in person the hope in those instances is that your company's treating you better and paying you better and like understands yeah. that people aren't going to take shit conditions and shit hours and you know shit sort of like just expectations where like this is the expectation but oh actually never mind it's this like yeah. there's improvements yeah. in the workplace that are gradually being made all around and covid's forced evolutions and changes but and I, I, to be a little nicer to mr rattler here like like you said like if you're not used to the workplace being this way if things are changing from what you're used to i understand there being a bit of like whiplash or skepticism but just some of the reasoning doesn't click for me because it's like how are you like he even says like you cannot attribute so much of this to just people work from home and suck now yeah no COVID definitely is a big part of it also a lot of these companies like he references meta in there for example they're companies that like overhired during the pandemic. Yeah, I was gonna say Meta's got much larger issues than just like people are working from home. Meta also is a company that has invested so much into the metaverse, which is a terrible product as of now. 
um and they're kind of dealing with the repercussions i, mean, I think it can that. be a fine product it'll just be vr though like they're trying to portray it like it's yeah, something no, that's exactly. never been seen before it's um, really but right now it's not a great product obviously um from everything i've seen but in the future maybe it'll be better but um they put a lot of resources into a product that a lot of their base audience like doesn't know what to do with you know um and they're like okay this is like meverse or wechat or whatever not wechat sorry a vr vr chat. chat um or whatever these things kind of exist um what's so special and they also like you said kind of overhired to by a good good margin because they expect pride to keep growing um that is not related to the fact that they're engineers or whoever else or software engineers and they're whoever else are working from home <laughs> that's not why that they're failing well, another problem is like when people like overhired, there's like redundancies. There's people who have jobs yeah. that don't need to be there. They're not really doing that much. That yeah. can also be a part of the like, we're seeing productivity dip. It's yeah, because you have like too many people. Like there's too much work. Yeah. There's not enough work. You know, it sounds weird to say, but like when you overhire, it becomes like an inefficiency, right? So, there, yeah, no, there's not enough work between those people. Absolutely. Yeah, or there's like, people who not, take advantage of the fact that to justify so many... that many salaries. Yeah. Yeah, and there's definitely. I'm not saying there aren't people who are like, oh, cool, remote gig at this company. They got it, and then they were just like, I can just fuck off, and like, I'm, you know, and no one's gonna notice. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it, it doesn't happen. Yeah. But like, it's just this broad stroke painting of like, this is just. I mean, you know, the song with this generation, obviously. <laughs> That's what I don't appreciate. Like the America's yeah, soft, and like people like are like acting like people are belly aching about nothing, or the fact that these changes are happening because of nothing. I mean, I think obviously the, the writer would say COVID's a part of it, but it, it COVID was a catalyst yeah. that like made people realize a lot of different things. There's a bit of a mentality shift, and that doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It just means things need to adapt to account for it. Yeah, no, definitely. And I again, I would say that like um, keep. <laughs> The late, late, like if you're afraid of people being lazy, people have been lazy for generations. <laughs> like, <laughs> people were finding ways to be lazy in office, dude. It was not it, it, Adam and Eve were given a garden of everything they could want, and then Eve was like, Oh, that apple's nearby, that looks tasty. <laughs> I don't need to go like say no to this and find fruit that won't get kicked out of paradise. Um, no, yeah, like, like people have been lazy like, yeah. since the beginning of time, like I you know or we'll do what do things that we would say you shouldn't do like it, it, yeah. it's gonna happen so like i just i just that's what i get annoyed by the idea of quiet quitting all of this like just to get at people for just doing like for getting mad at people who just treat a job like a job they go there mm -hmm. they do what they're yeah. supposed to do and then they just clock out and go do whatever it is they do with their free time that's fine those people are true and i'll say those people are truly the ones that we'll see happen too i want you to understand them. they're they happy they're they are god's happy. chosen people and yeah. The, yeah, maybe like those are people who maybe like wish they could do something else, but it's not like an attainable career. There's plenty of people who want to mm -hmm. be like, I mean, how like we made the joke about the car cast. Clearly, I'm someone who's like tried to like get my toes in being a content creator for a while. There's people yeah. who have been trying to do that way longer than either of us have. There's people who want to be musicians and actors and more flashy things. And those aren't always in the cards for everyone. And it's fine, mm -hmm. but to get mad at people who are like just kind of treating a job like a job is ridiculous. And obviously, there's exceptions: doctors, pilots, like we joked yeah. about earlier. Like, but I don't know. It just it always leaves a bad taste in my mouth because it feels like we're just doing that. Everyone's lazy nowadays. They don't actually know how to work hard. When there's still plenty of people who work who go above and beyond, and the people who just go 
to the baseline level still work hard. They just make mm-hmm. sure they're doing, they just do what they're supposed to do and they do it well. Yeah, that, That's still mm-hmm. important. You need that. If on average, everyone's doing what they're supposed to do, we'd be doing great. But obviously there's people who are lazy and people who are lazy have existed forever. Like, come on, yeah. man. Like, hell, I'm lazy. So everyone's lazy sometimes. Like, this is... This. Oh, trust not me. To say Friday, the economy, after, Friday after like, like 3 p.m.? Influence- no, nothing's gonna get done by me. Yeah, like come on. <laughs> Even when people were in office, when it was Friday and it was like the afternoon, past like two nothing o'clock, happens. you would get murdered if you try and schedule a meeting. Yeah, exactly. People in the office would like take their like wired telephone, their landlines, and choke you with it if you tried to make <laughs> them stick around past like exactly. four o'clock. You know, like come on. Yeah. Let's no, not exactly. pretend. Let's not kid ourselves. Yes, there's things that are changing and things that might be cause for concern in the future. I'm not denying, like, you know, how do we handle virtual workplaces and how people interact and performance and there's negatives like isolation and loneliness. All of that is true and or could be true. You know, the potential impact on the economy, like how the economy is going to go. I don't know. Economists, yeah, concerns, I'm sure they're valid, but like, come on now, let's not act like some of this stuff was new. Yeah, especially being worried the economy is going to fall off a cliff that's been a thing that is is the entirety of american existence (laughs) (laughs) but hey boys we always rally back remember that okay yeah but strongest economy in the world baby (laughs) yes sir but let's let's take a step back let's let's leave the we took down the op-ed i think it's been thoroughly taken we took down the beast i I was just gonna say one last america number one in economy number two in baseball Show hey, show hey, show hey, show hey. He, he he's he's so cool. He's so hot. I'm so mad. That he's so cool. But it's okay. But he's awesome. Uh, what's that? Uh, also, we're pivoting off the op-ed take down just to let we you are, know. Yeah. Uh, it's over. <laughs> if you wanted us to talk more about it, I'm sorry, we're done. But yeah, I, it reminds me of the tweet. Uh, I think it's Molly Morrison, great NBA Twitter follow. She said, uh, "Kyle Lowry got a uh, got a ring and a fat ass. A lot of you bitches can't relate." So true. So true. So does Shohei. <laughs> Shohei got a Shohei got a world championship and a fat ass. He got a yeah. ring. You, got you get a ring. rings in That's baseball right. too. Um. Yeah, you do. You do. Yeah, you get a ring and the trophy, right? Like it's usually the yeah, exactly. Setup, so yeah. yeah. Shohei got a ring and a fat ass. That's crazy. It's good because Here's the, the Angels will never win with him there. So. Yeah, the memes of like <laughs> uh, for those listening, the J- Japan beat the U.S. in the World Baseball Classic uh, yesterday at the yeah. time of recording. And Shohei Otani's Japanese and really good. He won MVP of the tournament. And Mike Trout, also a very good baseball player, uh, has won multiple MVPs. Considered Vasant is like down talking both of them. They are the two best players in baseball. Yeah, and they play for US, and people are making yeah. jokes like, what if they played together? The funny thing is, they do. <laughs> for the Angels, who are terrible, despite having the two best players in baseball. Yeah, but. Um, that was cool, man. He's totally going to, yeah. he's going to get statues. And I'm not trying to be like racist and be like, oh, they're going to make an anime about Shohei. They're literally going to make like a baseball anime and it's going to either follow a character that has a Shohei like career arc. Yeah. In like high school baseball or like Japanese pro baseball or maybe how they do like an MLB stylized version. And I don't know. That'd be cool if the MLB actually like gave them the licensing to do that. But. Or mm-hmm. they're going to make a show where it's about a character who's, like, inspired by a character who's literally Shohei and, like, become, yeah. goes on a quest to become the best baseball player ever. The show show. Show or show, man. The show, or whatever you want to call it. It's, it's, I'm writing it for you, anime 
writers. Okay. Um, yeah, but he, he's sick. Uh, that was cool. Uh, something else that was cool. We're going to engage in a little shop talk. Mm-hmm. Bells jingle. And, you know, what a, what a peaceful, peaceful hum of a coffee shop in a, on a March afternoon. But, uh, Speaking of cool stuff, we're going to talk about our trip to Lancaster, the experience, the show, all of that. So yeah, no, uh, go ahead and let you take the lead. I mean, you were you drove you were the driver, literally. (laughs) Lancaster Lancaster was a wonderful time, I will say. Just Um, up already. Just just to start out, yeah. Uh, and I, I picked him up. Uh, got out like I took off. Yeah, we both took like half days essentially. Yeah. Um, I picked up the song. We, uh, I guess we're quiet before. quitting by doing that, unfortunately. We did quiet quit on Friday. Quiet yeah, so. quit to go to Lancaster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had a good road trip. Uh, did... Oh, we got Waffle House on the way there. which We found one of, uh, as of 2015, because that was like the most recent graphic I could find. Yeah. Out of 2015, the mo- uh, one of the 11 Waffle Houses in the state of Pennsylvania was on the way to Lancaster. Yeah, so we we stopped there about a half hour away from our Airbnb. Uh, we don't care if the food's mid. If you think it's trash, it was delightful so, having it back. It it was it was delightful. I was very happy to have it. It brought back many great memories of college. Um, and generally, I have a very soft spot for Waffle House. Just yeah, it's like it was like a taste of home. Like I think everyone makes the joke with Waffle House, where it's like it doesn't do anything spectacular, but it just means something. <laughs> It does mean something. It's, it's true. It means something. Yeah, and uh, um, the two lovely ladies, yeah. uh, or there's three, but the two uh, ladies who like talk to us, who are working at the Waffle House here. So Vasav, sorry, no, Vasav for... just, sorry, Vasav just went. The two lovely ladies. And then he's like, well, no, for three ladies. Like, but the third wasn't lovely apparently. <laughs> no, she just didn't really talk to us. She was like, I think like the I manager know, who was just like kind of chilling. She was yeah. nice too. She yeah. seemed very friendly, but. Yeah. Uh, the two we talked to. Uh, sorry for interrupting the smoke break of one of you by that walking about in. We take, apologize. Yeah, our bad. Our bad. Hopefully you got it one. after we left. Yeah, I hope so. But they were um, all very. It was very. It was like a very like nice experience in like a very empty Waffle House. Yes. It was just the two of us until some other guy walked in when we were wrapping up. Yeah. Exactly. Um. So it was very nice. Um. We got to the Airbnb. The place was lovely. But the story Stop. about what happened. Stop. We got yeah. out of the Waffle House and we're like, let's hit the road. And then we stopped like five minutes later. Oh my gosh. How'd I forget? Okay. We we went down the road about five minutes and I was like, oh yeah, there's Dutch Wonderland. It's a small theme park right over here. And I turned my head a little bit further. I'm like, Cartoon Network Hotel? It's a big Cartoon Network, like the old logo. Big Cartoon Network yeah. side. Yeah. The old logo with like all the letter, like the entire word spelled out. Not like the CN one that they adopted later. Um, yeah, it was bizarre to say the least but incredible yeah jake there was, was uh, a car- it was finn riding jake from adventure time yeah so apparently in lancaster pa for some reason there's one of only two cartoon network hotels in the world that's what i googled yeah and i was gonna say this isn't the case where it's like oh there was a bunch of them and then they closed a bunch and that for some reason this one's still open no this was opened in 2020 somehow like why it was open yeah like right where the pandemic picked up which unfortunate timing but holy shit the only other one apparently is in taiwan yeah which is crazy 
Um, so there for some reason one, has the cartoon, and it's like an official one too. Like I think we thought this might be like some yeah. weird like licensing violation that no one cares. No, it's official. Guys. Yeah. Um, the lobby. But, really I mean, nice. I guess the lobby did look nice. We didn't go in. We just kind of drove around outside. You we went to the parking lot. Took a picture. Yeah. I'm gonna guess like I Dutch Wonderland. I guess is a pretty. It is a pretty pop. Uh, popular amusement park so i'm gonna guess that was like the idea like capitalize on the fact that like that was doing well and there's not much competition yeah no exactly yeah um i just look at the map of dutch wonderland it's a little bit bigger than i thought it'd be all right maybe maybe i'll swing by one day (laughs) and we'll stay in the cartoon we'll swing on the wonderland and stay at the cartoon hotel which it it isn't your theory that like the lobby is like super nice and the souvenir store and all of it looks the room the rooms are going to be like six (laughs) like it's gonna be yeah it's gonna have like wallpaper of cartoon hour characters and that'll be it yeah exactly it'll be sub holiday in you know it will not be holiday in you you can have like a solid stay in a holiday definitely but like it'll be like motel six it'll be like all right i i got what i paid for here Except I'm sure it's much more expensive at the Cartoon Network. Shout out to the guy who lives a really sad, sad existence and like went to a went to the Cartoon Network motel and like had a hooker come visit him at his Cartoon Network hotel room. <laughs> oh my god! It's like yeah, dude. I'm gonna go. <laughs> yeah, me and the boys we're gonna go to the Cartoon Network hotel. There was a bar too in the lobby. There was a that. bar definitely for the parents. Yeah. Of whatever kids drag them over it, there. Exactly. It's like, yo, me and my boys, we're going to hit the Cartoon Network Hotel, see if we can pick up some milfs at the hotel. Ah. <laughs> at the bar, yeah. Yeah, we're going to go to the bar, pick up some milfs. It was delightful, uh, though. Like, it, the it lobby looked nice. Yeah. I'll give the lobby credit. Yeah. And the statue of Jake and Finn was pretty cool. But after was, that, we finally got fun. on our way to the Airbnb. Yeah, exactly. And uh, we got to Airbnb. This was lovely. We'll talk about what happened at the end. Very of nice later. place. Like the, Very nice place. Yeah. Um, about the Owl's Nest, if anyone needs an Airbnb. Yes. If anybody needs Lancaster. to stay in Lancaster, look up the Owl's very nice. Nest. Very nice. Uh, the hosts were very communicative as well, as far as like giving very us information, nice knew where to park. Yeah. So it was nice. Yeah, very nice people. And uh, then we went to the show that night, and the show was great. We got to meet each of the artists, too, which was The show really cool. was BYOB. Walked in there <laughs> with a 15-pack of Miller Lite. And that's how you make friends, baby. Let me tell you. It was you so know. funny. We um, walked in there, and it was kind of cool because this is like Aiden. You've been to some underground venues before for uh, yeah. air park performances. Yeah. I've not really been to what you could call an underground performance. This is like my first time, and it was yeah. kind of fun finding it because the Uber driver just kind of was like, "I don't know where it is." Yeah, it, it. So the place is essentially typically like a place where artists go to like practice. They have different rooms, but they just started doing shows there recently. They have like and, they own like a space. They own like part of like an like part of the space that's like part of like like something that would house a couple businesses kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. This this is also like the most hipster venue I've definitely been to. It's also it hilarious. Literally was it, it, it was yeah. literally just like a big room, not even a big room, like a probably a room like twice the size of my apartment. Right, my apartment's like nine hundred feet, so like probably twice the size of that. Yeah, and. Um, there was just like random furniture in it for people to sit on in the back, and yeah. then a throw rug in the middle <laughs> for people to stand on. And there's a like a little like like uh, kind of like yeah. a cool little background like just put up. <laughs> yeah, it it was so funny. It was it was so hipster. It was great. Um, there was no green room for the artists or anything. Like they, they just, just hanging kind of, like, out, chilled behind. I mean, they had like, like a merch this, like, thing in the corner. Merch. They yeah, had, like a counter set up. So that's just kind of where they hung out. Um, yeah, there was cool. 
we brought our pack of Miller's. Someone had brought like a pack of like Sierra Nevada. I think someone brought some bottles later, like a six pack. It was just funny. It was just like, it felt like it was at like some, like a house party. And it's like that main room where everyone was. So it was, it was cool. So if you're in Lancaster and you should go to check out the upside, it's a great time. Yeah. We're not like shitting on it. It was kind of, it was fun. Oh, no, no. It was cool. Yeah. It's like you walked into a party and you just like get to chat with like everyone. Artists are obviously like just hanging out there. So they're super approachable. Yeah. And like I said, we, uh, First of all, all the artists are great. Um, there was Defo. Oh, it was a great show. Yeah. It was fun. Defo, um, Student One, Tabby, and uh, Guy Guevara. Sorry. And uh, each of them did really awesome. Uh, they were super fun. Um, worked the crowd. Yeah, worked the crowd really well. Shout out to Defo getting everybody really warmed up. Shout out to Student One for giving like a super awesome performance after that. Shout out to Tabby for also killing it. And then so guys Guevara bringing some like insane energy at For the, the closer, end of it, you know yeah. they all did yeah. such a great job and like you could tell like i think there was a little awkwardness maybe in the crowd because like some people either aren't familiar yeah. with like this type of venue or like it's smaller right like it's yeah. easy to jump around and kind of lose yourself in a crowd of people because you feel anonymous in a way but here it feels yeah. like if you went yeah. over the top people could tell but i think the performers did such a good job of like bringing like their personality and their energy to it like it was pretty like Defo did a good job getting people kind of into it right away, and then yeah. from that point onward, yeah. it really like just kind of like stayed, if not grew, as like people got more and more into the show. Yeah, uh, it was super fun, man. It was super cool getting to chat with all of them a little bit. They're all mm-hmm. super, just like super nice, nice. all them super guys. nice. Yeah, very down. Yeah, we, we we got to chat with a student one for a while. He was super awesome before the show. He was sick. He was yeah, so, he was so friendly. It felt he was so easy to talk to. I felt like I'd known him. <laughs> yeah no he was he was super chill um he follows like, the he show was, on yeah. spotify if you're listening Stu. so Stu, Stu, yeah um thank thank you for hanging out with us it's a great time and thanks thank for following us on instagram too yeah <laughs> um, we appreciate yeah. your hospitality yeah we appreciate your hospitality uh yeah you also i didn't talk to tabby as much but you talked to tabby for a little while he said he was that was cool nice. for me man and, like, he seemed been, chill well, from he seemed chill from when i was yeah, he was super him. nice uh yeah. shout out to that i forget his name was but he had a fan who like knitted him like this cool hat that he wore for the oh yeah and he wore it during the show yeah, yeah. shout really out cool. to that guy i forget what his name was but that's like and like yeah. he did like i think he like interviewed him while he like knit the hat or, or something to it super yeah, dope super. or whatever cool idea shout out to him for doing that mm-hmm. it's really cool of him and like that's a talent too so that's pretty dope but yeah i Definitely. i like watch tabby's con things he's like a music reviewer reactor when i was like in high school mm-hmm. and i like listened to his music and i and started listening to him a little bit in college so yeah. if someone just like listened to him like it's kind of been aware of him listening to him for a while it was just really cool to like get to meet him you know yeah definitely I, I, it was weird because i felt so like starstruck <laughs> by a guy who was so approachable you know and yeah no i understand he was, he was super nice he had signed a t-shirt for me we took some fun pictures with him uh the other uh, guys student defo uh and some yeah. of the i think the fan uh, the guy who knitted the hat and his friends we took some fun pictures together yeah uh it was fun man it was really nice uh, they time. asked us yeah tabby and defo and i think it's it, like they asked what our names were so it was, they did a great job, you know, and I think as a smaller artist, yeah. it can be really tough to, because, like, you're kind of grinding it out on your own. You know, I talked to Defo, and he said, like, yeah, sometimes when you do these tours as a small artist who, like, doesn't do music full-time and you have another job, you just got to quit the job for the sake yeah. of the tour. 
Which that makes was, sense. That was so cool. But I was going to say, that was just so crazy. cool for him to say. He's like, yeah, sometimes you just got to quit a job. It's like, yo, that's all. That shows how committed they are to yeah. the craft, to doing this, to like their art, to the fans as well, to go, you know, obviously this is like good for them. It boosts their profile. It's like a good experience for them. They can make money off yeah. of it. Obviously it costs money to put on as well. But it's also just like a great, it just shows their commitment to music and performing and they want to really, this is a lifestyle yeah. they're willing to live and put themselves out there for. It makes yeah. sense that you'd have to quit your job depending on the job, but it's just crazy to think about. That like yeah. That's like something they just do. You know, it's like, I quit a job and do it. Like, I just yeah, respect I mean, loving it, something so much that you're just like, yeah, I'll, I, I can, another job is another job, but this is what I'm about. Like, that's very Yeah, cool. exactly. Um. Also, shout out to Student One, too, because he told Vasant that he reminded him of Vasant Biker. I don't know what to take from that. I mean, like, uh, it's like... like it's I, no, I see it. I do see it, especially when you both have long hair. Like, I... Yeah, yeah Vasant cut his it. hair so he can stop biting my style, but... <laughs> I will say, if he kept his hair that way, and, like, we ever blew up or became, like, somewhat notable in the grand scheme of yeah. the internet community, I feel like people would call me a Hassan Piker clone, even though, like, Absolutely. I know of him, but like I didn't like grow my hair out because of him. That's funny because I grew my hair out. I grew my hair out because of him. My hair is currently flowing. People know that. For anyone that this is a visual joke, I guess for the podcast, I have short hair typically. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. No, so yeah. My, my hair doesn't get wild. But man, yeah. it was just super dope. Like I, I could speak yeah, so awesome. glowingly about how kind and cool all of them more how great their performances were but i think if anything it really highlights like under like that's not the look artists who have found big success are mm -hmm. great like there's nothing wrong with them right i'm happy yeah. they're successful you know but yeah. there's something to be said about the the sort of the i guess i guess the right word is intimacy i don't mean that in like a weird way but like just the way you could have like these like one-on-one -on -one, like you can really have like conversations with these people you can meet yeah. them you can like really kind of be in the moment of their performance there is something beautiful about the underground scene and look i've been to like i've been to denzel been to amine crit mm -hmm. you know hopscotch stuff like we've been in venues with like more people and those are fun as hell don't get me wrong but i really did yeah. enjoy this experience and it's definitely keyed me in on just like kind of keeping an eye out for more of those like underground performances because I, it can truly be a great you can truly get to know an artist uh just by talking to them but also like there is something just kind of cool about it. it's just kind of like a smaller collection of people and that artist and you just kind of get to have a good time so check out the upside uh check out uh, check out all of those artists check out tabby defo student one and guys Guevara. they're all great they make good music and they're yeah, definitely. good people, man. Good people, yeah. good time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and one last thing is that so it's not that we kind of went back, we watched a little Bollywood. Uh, with also, I do want to say shout out to our Uber driver once again because he dropped us off. Uh, it looked like we were just next to a bunch of abandoned warehouses, and he was like, Yeah, he tried to help us find the place. So, bless I do appreciate that guy, but we told him that you're like, Yeah, we'll pick it out. Don't worry. I gave him the I gave him a max tip. Don't worry. Yeah, good job for, for being a being he did. A, he, I usually do anyway, but he was being a swell guy. So he he was a trooper, absolutely. Um but yeah, but yeah so we we went back, we watched uh war for the first DoorDash, time. some Philly got... cheesesteak fast food. Some that that hit that nice after like that hit so nice <laughs> at 1 a.m. after like six Miller lights, that felt really good. Um, <laughs> and then it was also I, I that was wonderful too, because it was uh, after Friday. 
or it was like after midnight. Oh, because yeah, it, yeah, it was. I like, couldn't eat meat on Friday for lunch. Yeah, like so we ordered it, like, and I was like, "Don't worry, it's gonna arrive past midnight, so you'll be good." To yeah, go. I was like, "Good, I can eat cheesesteak." Um, but yeah, so that was that was good. But then, so we went to leave the next morning. And yeah, we got ready to go. We, like we were basically yeah, about. We to were pretty out. much out the door. Yeah, we were pretty much out the door. Like we were about to. I was leave, about to put on heard... my like other shoe and leave. Exactly, and then we heard like a boom and then like a hissing noise and we hear these these loud noise like what the hell's going on you know and we wound up um we wound up finding out that a like pipe burst in the airbnb and suddenly Vasant and i were into a really weird position where we had to figure out how to turn off the water in the house and because like in contact with them because speaking, things were right? just yeah we could have left Right, we could have said we it happened when we yeah. left. I mean, yeah. and I'm not trying to like tutor out horror because it's like basic human decency, but like we were like, well, we can't just leave because this would. You stop. see, I, I, I saw big growth in the science time. Oh, um, come the <laughs> fuck on! <dude. laughs> uh, I would tell a story about Masat of like how far, how far he's come. Right. So, like I said, we we try, like his first reaction was like, okay, let's like reach out to them. Let's try and figure out. Like I was like walking around. He was like reaching out to the Airbnb people because they were pretty I good at communicating. And the guy, yeah. uh, it's a couple that manages the place, but the guy was the one who I was talking to, and he was like, "Hey, like I, we try and respond pretty quickly, like at the latest yeah. within an hour." And I was like hoping, I was like, "Yeah, hopefully they see these messages." Like I assume they're awake by now because it was like ten thirty or something. Yeah, I I was checking out the sink, seeing if I could turn off the water up there. The most I could do is. I get it to slow down a little bit and then i had to like go figure out where the water we started was putting towels down and, like, too, to try and eat yeah and trying and i was very, very proud of the song because there was a specific time i think it was sophomore year of college um los lobos was the place on campus to get Mexican food and the song got uh some got something i forgot but he had a thing of queso with it right probably got like a bowl and or something probably a bowl or something the dude's standing there he's hanging out and then the queso falls off. It lands on like this uh, mat that was right by, like where you pick up it's your like, order. It's like a rug. And, yeah, yeah, like it was like a carpet rug type thing. Like that. Yeah, and like 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 one of those rugs that you'd like kick your shoes on, like when you walk inside. It wasn't nice. Okay, it was a fucking yeah. It wasn't dining hall. Like it's not. I'm, I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna tell him that. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. That's no, one oh, shag rug. Nice rug. Yeah. Um. Public university and rug. I saw the sump look down at the mess pick up like his queso thing and then just walk away and not clean it and i like gave him crap for it for about like how many years is that now like you still are man i don't know i still do give him for it because i i make fun of him for it but the growth too both of you will not let it go yeah growth i would have done this sophomore year i would have just left (laughs) but would you still let queso hit the ground and walk away from it today Okay, probably not, but the problem is... There like, you go, I'm, that's I'm, true. Bi- I'm biased by the fact that you two, I can't, I'm just, ter- like, you two have not left it alone for so long, I don't think I can give any answer, but, like, yeah. I would Nor do. should we, because we're helping you here. <laughs> oh, my God, but anyway. We're yeah, helping we, you we, grow. Yeah, we were at the yeah. pipe, it's, like, flowing everywhere, we're just, like, eventually yeah. they do reply to us, but we're, like, shit, they gotta get here soon with, like, a plumber or something, man. Yeah. But I think eventually they Luckily, do tell us where yeah, the, the good pipe news is in the basement where we can yeah. turn the water off yeah good news no dirty water which was good um the yes, place it was stink. like it was just like, like sink, sink water it was so. like water you'd wash your hands with it 
yeah, so that's good news. And hopefully got to it before it caused like major damage. Yeah, um, I think it was at a point where it definitely caused some damage, but we I think we did catch yeah. it before like it could have got like real bad, like the ceiling starts like caving a little, you know what I mean? Like, exactly. Like, yeah. Like I think like everything it. looks structurally sound still. Yeah. Obviously they're gonna have to check for like any like molding yeah. and stuff or whatever. But I won't lie and say um, like we definitely caught it before it caused any damage, but I think we definitely stopped it before it got like really bad. Yeah, definitely. And they seemed very um, they were very appreciative of the fact that like we stuck around to help out and everything. So Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, uh, that was a little bit of last minute, minute excitement, but, uh, things were okay. We stopped and got a lovely breakfast. Not quite, played. we were hoping to do with this buffet place, but we wound up getting delayed by the water. Yeah, the stuff, so. board. And also they had a line. Exactly. Out the door. They had a line out the door anyway, but so they're um, popular. So we went to like a place yeah. called heritage and that was good. It was a like good breakfast. That was I good. That's good. I got eggs Benedict. It was nice. Yeah, had a good breakfast, headed on back. Aiden dropped me off at my place, and he went to Larry's birthday I, at your parents' yep. place. Yep, that's right. Uh, just saying, the driving I did these past two weekends. You want to hear? Um, yeah, or like the two of those, those two weekends? Yeah, we've had a lot of um, driving going on. The weekend before that, I drove to DC and back. Defenders, to hang we out with about friends it on the show. Yeah, about yeah, exactly. We talked about the Defenders game. Meet up with friends from college. Um. The weekend after was the Tabby concert. So I drove about two hours on Friday to get the song and then go to actually just a little bit longer because of traffic. Traffic. Like two yeah. and a half, two, like two and a half hours on Friday. And then that Saturday, I drove from, uh, let me try and get it all mapped out, Lancaster to Philly, which took like an hour 45, I would say. Um, Philly back home, which took another hour. And then I went to Manny, Manny Unk that night to hang out with a friend out there. And that was another hour and then another half hour back to my apartment. So altogether, uh, hour 45, 245, 3.45, uh, about like four hours of driving on that on that Saturday after like three hour, like three hours of driving the like so. Six hours the weekend before, six hours the weekend after. So, like, 12 hours of driving, plus my regular, like, commuting and driving to, like, New Jersey for a client and, like, stuff like that, right? Um, yeah. Uh, so, I done a lot of driving. And also, I got, like, a, I got a decently bad cold after the Lancaster show, sadly. Um, that definitely, I think I definitely caught there because I started feeling, like, so tired on Sunday from being worn out. And then I woke up, like, uh, Tuesday and right. <laughs> um my sinuses were just like completely fucked up hey man so, you were a trooper yeah i was a trooper, true road like warrior but i do wonder am i just gonna get sick every time i go to a concert now because that happened with denzel curry too i, I didn't get sick from, from the happen. lancaster thing so i feel like that's from something else probably you got I mean, sick from chance. denzel right yeah we both did you and i both got sick yeah that's yeah. right I feel like with that concert, I, I mean, there's a chance I just avoided it, but I feel like it's probably from something else. But you were out. With yeah, that. probably. Uh, I mean, yeah, I was going everywhere at that point. So I'd seen a lot of people. So, you know, yeah, a lot of people, a lot of um, places to go. But that, I think that's a put, puts a pin, right? In the, the great Lancaster experience. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think uh, uh, I it's know. probably putting a pin in the episode overall. The episode, yeah. yeah. I don't know when or where Hayden and I will take a podcast boys trip to next but yeah but we'll see, we'll see we got options we'll, we got a, an option 
hey, that quiet mm-hmm. quitting pays pretty well. So. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But who knows? It might be to California for my fight with Mr. Beast that Aiden is set up. Yeah, there we go. It's an open challenge to you, Mr. Beast, for, for a soft. I can't to wait. Fight. Mr. Beast is yeah. gonna like get like really jacked, and like five months later, he's gonna be like, yeah, I heard <laughs> that shit you was talking on Spotify, on Anchor, <laughs> which doesn't exist anymore. Be... It's just merged into Spotify completely. Yeah, happens. yeah, makes sense. Anyway, talked a lot. Anyway. Hope you guys enjoyed the banter, the takedown, talk about our trip. Hopefully, that was fun story time for everyone. But. That's all we got for this one. Episode 139 in the books. But as always, stay creamy. Yes, sir. Have a good one. Hope you guys enjoyed. We'll talk to you soon. Peace, y'all. Bye.